Welcome to the Doing Epic Stuff podcast with your host, Mike Drohan. Together we'll explore the stories and journeys of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. When people talk about fight or flight, I'm definitely in the latter category. I don't even like verbal confrontations. Wait, what? That wasn't the narrative I expected from the sort of person who'd quit their day job to travel halfway across the world in order to engage in one of the most brutal and dangerous combat sports. What could possibly make this seemingly mild-mannered, intelligent and articulate design professional quit his job, fly to Thailand and step onto the hallowed Chiang Mai Boxing Stadium canvas to test his medal against a Thai in Thailand at the Thai's national sport known as the Art of Eight Limbs or Muay Thai. A stoppage in the third round, 13 stitches to his face later, and Martin was ready to give me his account of this crazy barn burner of a fight with a tie who appeared dead set on giving him a lobotomy with slicing elbows and lightning head kicks. Did I mention he took the fight on two weeks notice? I first met Martin whilst training at the Hong Tong Muay Thai gym in Chiang Mai, Thailand. This was during a 13 month international digital nomad journey of my own. During my time in Chiang Mai, it was my absolute privilege to train, befriend, and share firsthand the stunning victories and crushing losses of the Hong Tong gym's inhabitants, each time they stepped over the ropes and into the unknown. I found probably to date the, the biggest uh, growth in personal and professional development of my, my own life has always been after big stints of change, uh, whether they're yeah. travel or whatever they are. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I guess, you know, doing things like going and fighting in your first professional Muay Thai fight, which you did, uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm yeah. sure that's been a catalyst for change as well. Not just, um, you know, I guess, ex- uh, like from, from an external perspective too, because you, uh, you, you got pretty roughed up in that fight, yeah? <laughs> mm, big time, yeah. That was probably the, I've never taken a beating like that in my life, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, was, yeah. It, was a, it was a tough fight, man. Like, I... um. I've never been to a fight where I've been personally invested in the people in the fight. So, right. you know, and I, yeah, I'd, yeah, only, yeah. I'd only met you two weeks before that. And I think we mucked around sure. doing a little bit of grappling in one session. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And still I was like, oh, geez, this guy is like, he's a guy I know. And he's taking and uh-huh. giving shots that, you mm. know, sparring's one thing. But this is like these guys are trying to knock each other out in front of me. Like, this is full on. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Level. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's kind of like the realization you come to when you're doing it as well. It's like, okay, we're not sparring anymore and this guy's not holding back at all. Like, he's literally coming at me with everything he's got. And, you know, yeah, that's definitely, like, really daunting. Yeah. Like, I don't, know, I don't know at which point it kind of hits you. I think for me it was like... Yeah, like as soon as the bell goes, really, it's like that's the point when you go, oh, shit gets real. Like you feel nervous in the run up to it, but you're not quite sure what it is. You're like, you're probably like equal parts excited and shitting yourself. And then, uh, but yeah, but then when the bell goes and it's just you two, it's like, fuck, man. Like this just sense of dread falls over you. And then it's like, yeah. 
It's, is it true? Like, the, the, there's often like comments about it feeling like somewhat lonely in the ring because I guess, what, as you said, once the bell goes, it's kind of you know there's no way out of that really than than to yeah. go at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Is your first reaction like, all right, it's a business. There's nothing else to do here. Let's get to it. It's a yeah, it, like definitely. It's it, that that's it. It's like okay, like it, it's fucking, it's put up, put up or shut up time. It's like you've got to do. You've got to do it. You've got to perform. So yeah, there's that, and there is this kind of a sort of sense of isolation. I think it just depends on what your frame of mind is and how many fights in you are. Like I'm sure, yeah. as you do more fights, it gets much easier. And yeah, uh, but there's a, yeah, there is kind of that sense of isolation. Even though you're like your corners there, like I kind of remember. Even though I was when I in between rounds going back to the corner, it still kind of felt like there was like, I was in like a glass box between me and, and Joe, the, the, the trainer. So mm. like he was talking to me, but it just, it just felt like he was miles away. That could just be because I got kicked in the head really hard, but but yeah, <laughs> there is definitely that kind of yeah, just us two. But I kind of, kind of like that about it to be honest. Like I was never a fan of team sports. I, like I rarely enjoyed playing football or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do I do like that that aspect of it of, of just you and the other guy. Mm. For sure, could have, like probably could have made quite the tennis player then. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Well, it's just, mm. I'll take it back a few steps then, and, and we'll go. We'll come back to the fight because that that to me, like I have seen a few fights and I've watched a bit of UFC and all sorts of stuff. But for me, it was yeah. like, from my understanding of Muay Thai, is the first rounds kind of it's structured very differently to to other uh, Western yes. competitions. And that the first rounds meant to be a feeling out process, and you guys exactly, kind of just yeah. went, you know what? Let's try and kill each other straight up. I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll come back to the fight because I want I want to discuss that a bit bit further, but. Just in talking about the build-up to the fight, so uh-huh. you, did you come to Thailand thinking, I'm going to train specifically to fight? Like, what was your mindset coming over here? So I'd been to Thailand a few times before then. Like, I think the first time I came to Thailand was 2012, and maybe I've been, like, four four times. That might have been the fifth time. That's Yeah, so... And yeah, I, I kind of the, the bucket list thing was always like to do a Thai, to fight in Thailand. Um, so yeah, so, so basically, yeah, I, I, at that point, I decided that I was going to do it, mm-hmm. and it was just mm-hmm. a question of sort of getting the courage to tell the head coach at the gym that I wanted to fight. And then once you tell him, like he's like, okay, cool. And then two weeks, you've got to fight. And then uh, <laughs> that happened very quickly. I guess he knew yeah. you were at the standard, good enough to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's about. Like, I mean, you don't want to be faffing around for a month. Like, it's not. We're not yeah. fighting at a level that's particularly. It's not like the like you're saying you watch the UFC. Like, you know, they've got like six weeks to prepare or whatever. Eight. I think they take um, two months. These guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes they jump in with like you know that short notice, but yeah, generally they've got a long time. Um, but at the level that we're going to be fighting at, you know, like tourist stadiums in Chiang Mai, like. You know, it's not really, it's not really like that. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's not really much point in fussing about. Like, I think there's not, there's not much you can do to prepare yourself. If if you've never done it before, there's not much you can do to prepare yourself. Kind of mentally, like you won't feel that ready. Like, whether you have like six months or or two weeks, you, you, I think the best thing to do is just to just dive straight into it. Yeah. Personally, yeah. but um, but yeah, no, was, yeah. So I kind of got to a point where I felt like. I'd watch, like, like you were saying, you, you went to see a few fights. Like, I went to watch a few of the guys from the gym fight. 
and I felt fairly confident that yeah I could do that mm. so mm. so yeah and but did, what um go on did you did you in terms of coming over here did you have to make significant life changes to get this time off to get to just go yep I'm coming overseas and this is what I'm doing like what did what did what steps did you have to take at home to be able to just come and do this Mm. Yeah, I quit my job. That was the biggest. Step. That was the big step. Um, that was <laughs> really big the step. the big step. So, like people, like people said, it was the big step. But I literally couldn't give a shit, man. Like, I, I don't, it was weird. Like for me, a lot of people were shocked. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're quitting your job. It's such a brave thing to do. And for me, it just wasn't at all. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like I think I've I've always been quite lucky with work, and I've just kind of walked into a lot of work. Mm. Maybe that's just maybe that's a bad way to kind of look at it because I don't know. I don't know what it's well, going to be like. The I next think it's pretty. It's, I think people find it very, very challenging in general to think like that, to have that mindset. Because yeah. uh, although it sounds like to you, you're pretty com- comfortable with a level, a fairly high level of change, and I'd probably mm-hmm. say I'm, I'm in the same mindset. Um, yeah. I'd say more times than not, people I would discuss that with would say, "Look, the last, the, the worst thing that could happen for me is to make a major change like that, unexpected." Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's it's having a degree of comfort with it, which you seem, which you seem to have, and yeah. probably partially also that you were thinking about doing all sorts of cool shit overseas anyway. So what does it matter if you're not going back to the same job right. anyway? Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. So I mean, in terms cool. of what I'd left behind, there wasn't that much. It was work, and I'm not in a long term like, or any relationship, so I don't have like a significant other to worry about. It's just me. The the family aspect. So that's like. That was kind of like the biggest thing for me. So mm. I've got like nieces and nephews, like my brother's kids. Um, oh, they're lovely. like four and nine. So they're like uh, a really nice age to be around. Age, doing all the cool yeah, stuff. You can take yeah, them, yeah, the yeah, cool yeah, stuff, yeah. and they're having a good time. And they're stoked to be with the uncle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you. so kind of leaving that was a bit meh. Uh, also, like my dad's a bit quite elderly. Like he's in his 70s, like late mm-hmm. 70s. So... That, that those those two things are like the, the main things that kind of made me think, oh, you know, I shouldn't be doing it. But, but I mean, tell, it wasn't. It, did you tell your hmm, dad you were going on. fighting? Yeah, I told him that it was something that I wanted to do, and he's sort of known known mm. that I've been doing it. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he knows. My mom knows. Everyone knew what I wanted to do. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, not like you f- came out of the box and suddenly changed your, your life direction. You're like. It would be suspected that Martin could go over to Thailand and fight Thai yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 he he knew. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. And so you got over here. You did your training. Did you find that the that the training uh, methodology here and process um, was different to what you'd experienced in Western training? And were you staying and living near uh, the Hong Kong? Uh, gym, which is where we were training. Yep, I was staying right by the gym. Um, they have accommodation so on site. On, yeah, on site accommodation. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So really like clean, modern. I've been to a few gyms in Chiang Mai and Bangkok, and Hong Kong was one of the sort of the nicer, cleaner ones that catered more to Western <laughs> sensibilities. Um, <laughs> yeah. A gym I was at before, I caught like some pretty gnarly skin shit. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, like, so the hygiene was like not something to write home about. But um, but yeah, like I did, like even the dirtier gyms don't bother me. But um, so yeah, I mean the training in comparison is well for a start. My gym back home 
it, a lot of it was focused on K1 style kickboxing more so than Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. But um, I've jumped about a few gyms, and like you'll be, some gyms will be a bit more K1 focused. Some gyms you'll have the train, the head trainer there. He would have had experience with Muay Thai and kind of prefers that. Um, and like to be fair, the training itself, like at the core, is is kind of similar. It, it, it's just the amount that you're doing and the intensity that you're doing it, it at mm-hmm. is, is and what's the humidity. <laughs> yeah, the hum- yeah, the heat, yeah, all of that. Um, yeah. But apart from that, like. It's, it's at the core, like I've kind of found it to be more or less the same. Like you get there, you warm up, you shadow, you skip, you, you hit the pads, you hit the bag, you, and then you might spar or you might clinch. It's basically the same. Um, Did it ramp up over the last two weeks? Were you doing double sessions, morning and night, or anything like that? Or- what did, did it change? Uh, I, was, I, was, I mean, I was training twice a day anyway, so so mm. the two sessions were were morning starts with a five k run, and then just like two two or three hours training, and then in the afternoon another three hours training. Mm. Um, the hardest thing was kind of getting used to that because um, it's it's quite. It took me a few weeks to kind of acclimatize to to doing that it's really exhausting that's a <laughs> lot first, of like, hours in the saddle man yeah. like you think yeah, about yeah, like yeah. the how the average western person trains for anything and a two-hour <laughs> single session would be considered wow you know yeah, you bang like, that yeah. out now, you're, you're spending most of your waking mm. hours training <laughs> yeah 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 it's like a full day at work basically yeah in terms of the hours that you pull but, uh, but I, yeah, at first I thought this is impossible. How can anyone do this? And then after like a few weeks of doing it, I was like, okay, I, I can reach this level of conditioning. And I, I kind of know I can I can get there now. And I think that's going to make it easier for whenever I want to fight next to mm. just like back at home to be like, yeah, I can do it. I can put in that, that kind of work and not not feel exhausted. The only thing is back at home, you're kind of training around work, whereas the good thing about quitting your work to come to train in Thailand is you just have no distractions right. at all, really. Yeah, your job is to, to turn up and train and recover yeah, from training and, and train. do it all again. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing because if you, if you love Thai boxing as much as I do and as much as anyone at the gyms do, then, you know, it's, it's, it's living the dream, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny to see, like, uh, you know, men and women of different ages yeah. uh, and like turning up and, and you know getting um, punishing themselves in this training like it's, it's some yeah. different sections of it are more difficult than others but often you're outside of your comfort zone especially when you when you're sparring yeah. with someone and oh yeah you know walking away from those those big sessions smiling and you can see they're quite euphoric and you know they've been mm. to hell and back and there is something that in that which everyone seems to take out of it and it makes you want to do more of it and uh, yeah, that's, that's a cool attribute. And I think Muay Thai kind of exacerbates that because there is there's quite a relatively high degree of danger to it, I guess, uh, especially yeah. as you've experienced firsthand. You know, what, what you're training for is to perform moves which which make people unconscious pretty quickly if uh, if performed accurately. If, yeah, <laughs> if, if they land. Yeah. 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 The, the elbows are incorporated, the knees. Uh, you know, most people in any sort of contact sport would think that's that's chaos. Like it just wouldn't even be considered. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So very interesting. It's, it's it's beautiful to watch though. Like if you get two high level Muay Thai practitioners, you know, mm. it's great. It's great. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. There is something uh, when you see them in that kind of flow state, 
uh, and effortlessly moving between different distances, which suit different moves and different combinations. It's almost like mm. I, I've been with trainers who I would say I felt like are almost, uh, it almost seems like ballet, the way that they move, these, these tough Thai yeah. guys and their balance. Um, yep. There's something almost like a, an effeminate quality about, about the, the <laughs> fluidity of the movement. And then you see what the end result is when they make impact with the bag and there's a sound uh -huh. that just, you know, I'm probably years away even getting near making some sort oh, of sound yeah. like that. It's <laughs> just like this whoop, and you're just like, Jesus, mm. how does how does a five foot tall Thai guy generate that sort of yeah. power? Uh, it's it's quite amazing. Yeah, and I, and I think the answer to that is uh, they've been doing the same thing over and over again since they were about eight years old, um, which is kind <laughs> of makes me sad to think at the age of thirty, I'll probably never get to that level ever really uh -huh. i don't know but um yeah but yeah it's crazy yeah. what they do man i guess the the um you know it's, it's that whole like having unreachable goals you know mm. and i think again that's the attractive thing about muay thai is you you come in in one level and you leave and you just i don't think i've ever left not learning something uh, yeah. And you do, you do feel improved every single session. And I suppose, especially if it's like you and you banged out two months training, you yeah. know, you're going to come out of that phase going, geez, I would kick my former self's ass after this. Mm -hmm. like, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm significantly better, you know, so that's cool. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let, let's jump over to the, the, the fight again and kind of the build up to that. Um, and how was, how was your mindset, do you think, in the kind of two weeks leading up to the fight? Do you think it kind of changed? Were you, were you feeling pretty positive about things? Or were there any bumps in the road where you were like, geez, one week, in, one week away and I've just copped a head kick and I'm not so sure about this now? <laughs> how did it all come together building up? Uh, yeah, uh, so like I said, I wanted to fight and then Joe gave me a day in two weeks. And I felt, that's right, like you, get, you get nervous, do you know what I mean, like in the run-up. So you'll, there'll be times where you're like feeling a bit flustered about about it, but then you know your confidence builds as you have good training sessions. And I was feeling I was feeling fine about it to be honest. Like, and you I've, seemed I've pretty done, chilled. Done... I saw you a few times in the gym. Yeah. Said good day. You seemed focused. You seemed a little bit more, uh, like slightly more inwardly focused than you were originally. Like uh -huh. you, you had this look of like I've got I'm on a mission. So I yeah. think you to stay the f away from you. But uh -huh. I think. You seemed, all things considered, quite calm and just went through the motions on the build-up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've done sort of interclubs, which are a step below amateur at, back at home. Uh, so I've been through the same kind of process of having to kind of <laughs> wait for a fight and the, like the frame of mind that you go through. So, if, you know, that I've, I've done it a few times before, so it wasn't... Mm -hmm. I know that to worry about it would be the thing that you shouldn't do. So just don't don't worry about it. Basically, um, try not to think about it too much, and then focus your mind on on just trying to get as good as you can before before the fight. That's all you can do. That's literally all you can do, and that's nothing. Mm. You kind of resign to that. To you're like, this is this is what I've got to work with. This is the, the only path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> what, what else yeah. am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And did you have any moments through the through those two weeks where any like the the staff themselves did like the training staff at Hong Tong Gym who are all you know these guys are all elite and, and most of them have mm. fought many many times. Um, mm. Did did their did, do you think their approach to you change? Did you get a bit more attention or how did it kind of 
Yeah, was there a different vibe yeah. working with them? Or? Yeah, it's just everything sort of turns a bit more serious. Everyone gives you more time. Well, you know, whoever your pad holder is will, will like put you through the paces a bit more. Even Joe, the head coach, got to spar with him. Um, huh. Yeah, and and they're, you know they're, they're like before it was optional to run. Now it's like you know you got to you got to run. <laughs> you have to. Run. <laughs> uh, Beer was optional, like no longer optional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, but, business um, as usual, pretty much. Yeah, more or less. Like I, I like to train hard anyway, man. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, you know, I didn't feel like it was that different. It was just the the one the, the one thing that changed was like before I could kind of not if I didn't want to do two 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 sessions a day I wouldn't and I wouldn't feel shit about it. Mm. Uh, but like in the morning, if if for some reason like I didn't get sleep because it's hard to sleep when it's that hot, <laughs> um, mm. then you know I I I just I'd go no matter what and. Uh, like I'd always go train, even if I was feeling like I didn't have the energy or I, I just went. Mm. So and like, particularly you, you in, of, the, in that two weeks building up to the fight, you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, in those two weeks, you, you have to go, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I went to a fight last night that one of the trainers fought at, and he fought, he was um, coming down with the flu or something like that and, mm. and uh, you know, still rocked up, still fought, and I just thought, geez, like it's such a – it's a uh, a different mindset when you when you're training to fight competitively like that in that I guess you've done all the work and if you decide you know it doesn't really matter what's going to happen you're going to get in there they just they get in there and I think it's just it's this incredible mindset to have to kind of commit like yeah. that mm. it's, um crazy stuff um okay so and then you get to the fight how much of the fight do you remember uh, I remember there were three rounds. Um, I remember like the, I remember the whole thing. I just, I just don't remember details. I kind of I, 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 the bits that I sort of I highlight in my head are where I kind of got one over him. So one where I sweep, mm. I swept and dumped him. Once. End of the second and round. I, I, End of the second round, you okay. swept and dumped him, and yeah. <laughs> you got a standing ovation from the crowd. And like it was the best round finish I think I've ever seen because the dude okay. was busy kicking you in the head and then you swept him yeah. after you'd been punching him in the... actually I think you you probably conclusively won the second round I would say oh, what? Um, okay right okay I would I say, but I, I'm not a Muay Thai <laughs> judge and, and they judge yeah, I know yeah. they judge kicks higher than punches oh but, for sure yeah. you know you were connecting with I'll uh, just to give the listeners a bit of a background you were fighting a Thai guy that to me looked extremely polished um, his technique was was just slick uh, he seemed professional. He he just his demeanor was calm, collected. He was approaching this thing like a surgeon, and he was looking at you like you're going to be cut apart by me. And and the way that he mm. he fought, the way he kind of chained moves, and as some sort of Muay Thai practitioners kind of talk about, like opening a conversation and then keeping that conversation going through uh -huh. the moves that they're doing. He was clearly skilled in the art of of asking different questions and then providing this <laughs> sentence and just like backing it up with chains of knees and punches and kicks and, and movement. And then you had Martin on the other side of the equation who basically just stubborn as fuck and <laughs> like, very yeah. heavy-handed. The tie is not so used to such a heavy-handed fighter. Uh, you were finding your mark by basically committing with with. with big punches and following them through with combinations yeah and i just fell back to my boxing yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah. which was helping immensely because it really was giving this really tough Thai guy something to think about. You were you were connecting with punches that could have easily knocked him out. I think a few times. Um, yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping. I, well, that was that's kind of what I knew that that was the only thing that was going to win the fight. To be honest, like I didn't know if I was going to make it through the five rounds. And yeah, uh, yeah. But also to give a bit more background, that was like my first real proper fight like I've not, I haven't had any amateur fights the fights that I have had I've had three in the past I think last year I had some in the UK and they were like I said inter-club level which is like no one wins no one loses and the idea behind that is you're just kind of meant to go into the fight relaxed and mm. not worry about the result you just kind of it's it's a step up from sparring but the reality of it is, is everyone kind of just throws, goes in as hard as they can so it's kind of like <laughs> fighting but I'm wearing shin guards, you know, and this is the first time I've gotcha. not worn shin guards, and my shins are still in a lot of pain. <laughs> um, oh, I bet, I bet. I mean, the the force that was being generated, and you guys were, yeah. were were throwing at each other. There's no way you could defend that or, or walk away from that uh-huh. without some significant damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, um, I, to, to be honest, like, yeah, to, to sort of, to sort of, like. To my own horn, like even though I came away and I lost, I felt like I did pretty well considering the the, the level in the the skill gap between me and him. I thought I did it. I thought I did all right. So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've never seen someone cheered so loudly for a loss. Like yeah. the the crowd was behind you so much, it was it was crazy. Um, one of the Muay Thai trainers referred to you as Lionheart after that performance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these guys have seen some shit, you know. So if they're, if yeah. they're dropping terms like that, and they're not the guys that mince words, you know. If you don't do something amazing, uh-huh. they don't give a fuck. They're not going to say, yeah. you're the best. So <laughs> you, you know, yeah. I think uh, just to recap for the audience, in the first round, <clears throat> which was, as I said previously at the start of this, it was straight into it. You, you must have eaten two or three significant full-power head kicks, um, which, you know, uh, there was enough there to easily shake you enough to go, fuck it, I don't want round two. (laughs) (laughs) No no one would have thought the less of you. I think it was kind of like, okay, yeah, Martin's Martin's really copying some damage. And it it wasn't anything necessarily to do with you making huge mistakes. This guy was just such a practitioner like he would uh-huh. he knew how to get you out of position to throw these moves so he's like chess he's thinking three steps ahead and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you could and i'm just i'm got, just thinking survival <laughs> I, i'm not surprised yeah, yeah. Like, i, I think i think i could tell in your body language with the last like you know last minute left to go in that round it was survival mode so uh-huh. you, you you hit the corner Fuck knows what Joe's saying. You know, you're probably not registering what Joe's saying. You come yeah. back out and you just start throwing these like these lightning bolt punches, which are connecting. And also, your there was a shift in your you being instinctually able to see these kicks to coming. To see the and, kicks coming, yeah. Yeah, you, you were moving out of the way, hands down, and they were missing uh-huh. you by a centimeter, and you were returning with hard punches, and it gave this dude. Uh, like a lot to think about in that second round, and I thought, "Geez, he's yeah. turned it around," which um, it, it was pretty mm. amazing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I felt like a bit better in the second round in the sense that I was kind of like, yeah, like I was forced to do something about it. So you know, 
Mm. And I knew, you know, like you said, it was quite, it got easier to put at the kicks, knowing that his game was so kick heavy. You're just like, well, I know what's coming next. It's going to be another kick to my ribs. So I, just, I knew it was like, <laughs> okay, brain, you know, move out the way and then come get back. Out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then so you get to the get to the third round, and then some crazy shit happens, right? And I don't, I've never seen this before in any of the Muay Thai stadiums or fights so far. The strobe light starts oh, yeah. kicking they off. Oh, yeah, they hit with the strobe so I think because the fight was just fireworks, they were like, let's just take, <laughs> let's take it let's up the next level. Let's just turn this So there's a strobe going, and there's two guys going at it full contact and mm. really damaging each other, and the, the strobe cuts in, and I'm just like, this is, I feel like I'm on another planet. Um, yeah. And you guys kind of went toe-to-toe. It got pretty messy. He started dropping these brutal elbows, which opened you up uh, in a couple of spots. And how did the, how did the fight end, end up? It was, a, it was a technical knockout in the end? Yeah, as a, as a, as a referee, the, the stoppage from the referee. Stoppage. So, so yeah. it wasn't like he hit me and then I, I fell down. And then I, right, right. I didn't get back up. I didn't get a count. The referee just looked at me and was like, waves it off because... I was just bleeding from every new orifice that I'd, <laughs> that I'd acquired, then, which of which are three of them. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, he wait, he waited off at that point, and then uh, and that was it. Yeah, and that so. that was the moment when the it was a standing ovation from my side of the of the yeah. stadium. We're at the uh-huh. Chiang Mai Boxing Stadium, which is pretty big. There's quite a few people there, and people were just like that was fight of the night. Uh, without a doubt, yeah. it was it was chaos, uh-huh. um, and it was it was clearly n- everyone knew you lost, but no one had really decided that you'd lost. Like I'd never seen people so stoked. The trainers were jumping up and down. Uh, it was yeah. just uh, pretty amazing to witness firsthand. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of missed all of that, which is a shame. Uh, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> you were thinking about putting, getting some stitches after that shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in there for like forty minutes, man. Like it was like. Gave me 13 stitches. Oh. Um, Who did the stitches? What happened? Talk me through that process. Some guy, some Thai guy. Just, I mean, we, you know, we, I got walked to the back of the to the back room, and then he just does he does the stitches. And that's it. This really. is the local doctor or the local fisherman. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I have no idea, mate. It could well be the local fishmonger. Um, did you feel it, or was it all just look? I'm too pumped. Whatever. No, like. Yeah, like if, if the the pit, you can feel the pinching in it, but it's like, like it's not really a big deal. I'm not that squeamish when it comes to needles or anything, so right. so it's all right. Oh, but yeah, you were it, up and walking around after that, and I thought, geez, if he's up and walking around, he's okay. Yeah, I felt I felt not too bad. The the, the worrying thing was other people's reactions to my face. Like <laughs> I could just I could like Joe was kind of looking at me and being like, oh, you fought amazingly, you got a big heart, but like. He wasn't. He, he was saying that, but he was looking at me as if I was with a worried look. Yeah, with a really worried <laughs> look. Yeah. Great fight. I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, that wow. no, was fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, good, good. And so basically, so what? What are your thoughts after all of that said and done? Would you? Would you do it again? You, have you got this? Is it like a tattoo? Are you like shit? Now I need twenty. Well, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm hands down definitely gonna fight um, again. But I'm just gonna bring it back down to the level that I was at before. So I'm gonna do like another interclub. Also, I'm gonna fight at a weight because there's not really when you fight in in Chiang Mai, 
there's no you kind of just agree on a weight and you tell people a weight and then and then yeah you they'll just take your word for it so there's no weight there's no there's no weight cutting and like naturally i kind of walk around at like 64 kilos um so I think if I go back to fighting in the UK, I'd, I'd do the whole weight cutting thing and get down to like 58 maybe or something. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, yeah definitely. Because I, like, I just feel like I could go back home and, and fight and then no, there isn't anyone that's going to give me as much of a beating as that kid did. Like, no, no way. Yeah. I, especially, I think... especially an actual weight category because he definitely felt heavier than me. And I, I've looked back at the footage and he's kind of taller than me. Which is like my I worst nightmare when it comes too. to fighting. Yeah. I think he was almost my height. What I'm like, I'm like six one. He wouldn't have been far um, off that, would he? Yeah, I'm five six and a bit. So, <clears throat> Jesus. So yeah, I'm I'm like I'm like a box man. I'm wide and I'm short. So, so yeah. tall people just give me a lot of problems. Which is why I've kind of learned to just get in their face and keep walking forwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you got to disrupt them, or they're just going to sit out there all day and, yeah, and just, decide to like, just pick fucking, you apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I wasn't used to is what happens when you get close to a tie is they hit you with elbows. I've never had that. Jesus, before. and not Help, just like yeah. little probing elbows, like nah, yeah. full big, body forward, full weight, swinging elbows to your face. Like yeah. that's the stuff nightmares are made of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Goodness. I remember, I remember feeling that one like that. I, I vividly <laughs> remember the first elbow I got in the first round, and I remember the first kick, the head kick. I remember oh, it because my hear, my hearing went for about four seconds, and all I could hear was <laughs> when he kicked me in the head. <laughs> so, <yeah>. Wow, wow! <laughs> they, they, <clears throat> I don't think I'll soon forget those head kicks. They, there was <laughs> evil intention on every single one of them, and then yeah. you know you 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 must have proven. And I'll, this probably segues into my my doing stuff epic stuff post fight interview questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is. You know what is the greatest benefit you've derived from the whole experience, and uh, you know that that knowledge of knowing what you can do is surely surely part of it, or knowing what what uh, what you can withstand. Would would you agree that out of all of this from the whole experience, that was that was a big benefit? Yes, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's that whole thing I can't, you were saying about pushing limits. I think that's that's the thing. Like when I got into it, I've never I've never sort of been an aggressive person. Uh, like people talk about f- f- flights or f- fight or flights, and I've, I'm definitely in this flight category. Like I don't even like verbal confrontations. So uh, for me, like I, as a way to progress, like I, the, what I got addicted to in Muay Thai was like you can put yourself in a scenario where you're not really comfortable at all. You see how you cope with it, and then you just keep going. Like you push yourself forward. You go to the training. You'd start sparring, you start sparring with better people, you start sparring with the fighters, you throw yourself into a fight. And like, you, it's kind of small steps, you know, gradual progression, which gets really, yeah, quite sort of um, rewarding to see. So, so yeah, and, and, I, and for me, that was just the next thing. I was like, well, I've done that now, and like, I'm not dead, and it's fine, it's <laughs> totally fine. Um, so I want to do it again, I think. But be, yeah, be in a better position to win. Time. So, for a, for a, from a, someone who's had no experience with Muay Thai before or any sort of combat sport, sports, I guess just to, to kind of paraphrase that, 
you know, I guess, Martin, you weren't thrown in the deep end going from no fighting to this fighting. It was, no. You, you could approach this as a very staged approach. You probably don't even have to spar for, you know, for an extended amount of time. You might never want to spar. And you could probably still get a lot of the benefits of Muay Thai, which is the, the excellent uh, health and fitness um, and all that aspect of things. But if you want to challenge yourself, there's, yeah. there's almost bolt-ons there that if you really want to test yourself... Geez, there's no, there's no end to the, there's no ceiling really with Muay Thai if you want to keep going at it, I guess. That, that's exactly it. You can take away what you want. You can go to Muay Thai and lose weight, or you can go to Muay Thai and build like confidence about yourself. Like I, I now know that if, if like I, for some reason, like I said, I avoid all confrontation of any kind. But like if I have to, for some reason, get into a street fight, like I'm not going to be scared of someone punching me in the face. I'm really not going to give a shit. No. So you know, like no. <laughs> the confidence to kind of like. If something is going on, I can be like, hold on, like, can you, like, not do that? Let's, you know, let's not do this. <laughs> let's not go there. And, and not, have to be worried, not have to be worried about the guy, unless he's massive. Like, not have to be worried about the guy hurting me. Like, because I've been hurt, and I know it's not the end of the world. And, mm. and I, can ta- I can take a head kick. So from, a, from a trained, you know, pro- professional level elite Muay Thai guy, you got to figure the average street thug's not going to probably have one over you. Uh, no. 99 times out of 100 which is a, yeah I mean how, a big, how many people it's like a confidence who's... benefit at the end of the yeah, day. yeah yeah I mean how many people that start street fights are trained in martial arts I'd, I'd like to think not yeah. many I hope Probably I hope not, not many, many. <laughs> yeah <laughs> saying that see so you, you do meet some like weird characters when you're uh, training Muay Thai out in Thailand sometimes but, uh, oh yeah there's some there's some interesting cats in, out there that's for sure and if you're going to find them yeah. they'll be at the gym <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but generally but the, generally on, generally it's yeah. it's like a humbling thing from like no matter who you are like if you're the hardest bastard ever you're going to get humbled at some point if you train Absolutely. martial arts so yeah yeah especially if you're going out there trying to put one over people at the gym like mm. if you're that guy you are mm. undoubtedly going to piss off a trainer and then yeah. they're gonna show you what's what. <laughs> You're gonna get a five foot five Thai guy like fucking just sweep the floor with you, brutalize you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what what was the greatest obstacle you overcame to do this, and how did you do it? <laughs> the, the injuries were annoying, actually. Uh, mentally, like nothing. Again, like there was nothing in my life that I had to drop to come. Like I'm fairly easygoing, and I'm ha- I was really happy just to be here. Um, so yeah god the injuries were a bit annoying like I, I said it i mentioned it briefly but like i caught a weird skin thing from one of the gyms yeah. and uh, it, st- it was like it kind of looks like chicken pox a bit but it started from one area and then spread really rapidly all over my torso oh, and uh and, but at the same climate t- oh, yeah oh, oh. yeah Nasty. and then at the same time i also i didn't know at the time i thought it was related but i got like fever and food poisoning like vomiting Jesus. diarrhea and shit and i thought it was all connected so i like went to the hospital and i was like i can't really afford to keep going to the hospital if, if um if like they don't can't fix it so i was kind of worried about coming back so there was two weeks there where i was recovering from that where i was like where i f- felt like i had to come home so that was yeah oh. and then like i smashed i smashed my toe i don't know if it's broken or not but i smashed my toe a week before coming to hong tong um or two and uh, just trained trained for it. Yeah, if, if you train, I think a lot of martial arts, I think you just get used to training through injuries. Like you, you just have to, you kind of have to. They just become a part of 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 what you deal with. 
mm. you're going to be injured in some way or another, maybe because you're, you know, I was kind of lucky going into the fight. I felt 100. Mm. Uh, percent But yeah, but during the training, there was yeah, I was like hobbling around with the tie thing for for a few weeks and <laughs> had the skin thing where I had to stop training because I, I looked like a leper and I didn't want pe- I didn't want to clinch with anyone because I didn't want to yeah. pass on this weird shit. So it's, but, it's, um, it's almost like a, it's like a, um, Jesus, I mean, how do you overcome something like that? Just, just resilience, really. You put up with it and you, mm. you, yeah, try you put up and with it. manage these things the best you yeah. can. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything you would have done differently in the, in the process? I wouldn't have liked to train longer because I feel, I think by the time I got to the fight, I trained every day, twice a day. And, and that, for those like three weeks God, and that I wouldn't have been able to do more than that. Yeah. No, I, no, I, it went fine. It, the, you know, the, the reason why I lost was is simply because I just I wasn't I'm not at the level that I should have been competing with a guy at that level, basically. And I'm totally happy with that. <laughs> with that, so. Would you fight him again? No, Probably no, not next no, fight. no way. No. <laughs> Christ, no. <laughs> You'd be a crazy man to say yes. That guy was a killer. Yeah. Maybe like I don't know. I don't know how long it would take me to get decent enough to even look at a professional fight again. Maybe two years, three years. I don't know. Then again, it's like you go back home and then you, you know you're not doing Muay Thai twice a day every day anymore. You, you, you've got to look for work and do work, <laughs> and then yeah. everything else takes a backseat to that. To mm. that. But um, I'm definitely going to try and do yeah more something more. I'm going to try and position myself where. I can work from a, 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 you know my laptop and just do you know the the, the moves abroad thing and then yeah just do more remote work kind of things. Uh, it's it's a it's a excellent alternative if mm. you can make it work. I mean I've I've been doing it for ten months. I think yeah. um, life waking up and spending eight plus hours in a fluorescent lit room. Is really mm. not looking super attractive for the long term for me. I, I could totally relate to that after yeah. you know working and, and living for ten months with travel in the mix. So uh, I can see your point of view there absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what what advice would you give to somebody planning to do the same thing? Let's just say let's just say I'm I'm listening to this chat and I've never done any Muay Thai. Uh, mm-hmm. What what should I do? Should I just book a ticket and go to the gym? If you really want to, you mean the whole coming to Thailand and training more Thai, whole, Muay Thai, or just training I want to, I want to go and fight at a professional yeah. level. I want to do a, one of those stadium fights like you did. Uh, okay, so for, get 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 to a certain level at home because you're not really going to benefit from training in Thailand until you're already a certain point, and it's a lot of money to come here, and, and especially if you're not working. So just find a local gym. And Muay Thai is global, man. You'd be surprised how many gyms there are everywhere. Um, oh. I'm sure there's, there's, you know, most people live within some sort of proximity to a gym. But, um, yeah, just, uh, just yeah, try it at home. Don't, don't spend any real money on it until you know that it's really the thing that you want to do. And then uh, once you feel good, once you've, you know, put in the work at home, then, yeah, just... Put the ticket to Thailand and pick a gym that you like. Yep. Do the research. That's probably pretty pretty sound advice. I think from 
my personal experiences of going to a few different gyms and seeing people fly in, fly out, first time Muay Thai mm. practitioners. Uh, mm. I think the the level of training required here, even at the base level of a two hour session, was has appeared beyond a lot of people. I think in terms of just having that base level of fitness to then get the benefits out of uh, the Thailand yeah. training method, which is it's pretty damn demanding to start with. I think. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Like the, I mean, the next time if I do want to do it again, the next time I come to Thailand, I'd I'd get to like a level where a fighting level before I, I even lit, like get on the plane, and then once I'm on the plane, it would just be like overdrive. Yeah. In Thailand. So. To maximize the time you get here, and then I guess the yeah. the access to you know super elite level fighters, mm. you know, every day training mm. you. Uh, yeah. which is not to say the whole thing's not approachable for beginners because it is it mm. is approachable for them, but I think, yeah, absolutely. Those, yeah, those beginners are in there doing the same stuff that we're doing. But, I mean, yeah, yeah again, I mean, if you happen to be in Thailand, then go for it. But if, if, if you want to fight in Thailand, then the stuff you want to work on at home is, is the basics, like, you know, get your footwork down, learn how to throw, you know, defend yourself. Learn how to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, learn how to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, get comfortable with sparring. Get comfortable with sparring before you come to Thailand. Unless, yeah, unless if you if you want to fight, that is, if you want to fight. If you don't give a shit about fighting, then just go anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm. You'll learn a lot regardless. Yeah, I think but, you will. I don't think you could walk away from the, the from a Thai gym spending a month near or, or you know even a mm. few weeks without having learned a significant bit about not just the mm -hmm. sport but probably yourself. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Where, yeah. where you are in the pecking order of things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, enjoy your downtime, Martin. I think massively, you know, uh, massively fair that you get some downtime after what you put your body through and your mind through. <laughs> and uh, it'll yeah. be good for you just to kick back, mate, and, and enjoy the awesomeness of Cambodia and relax and recover. Yeah, for sure. Cheers, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. so much for listening to this episode of the Doing Epic Stuff podcast. For the latest Doing Epic Stuff happenings, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash doing epic stuff. Or for inquiries, you can contact me directly on mike at doingepicstuff.com. We out.